0: What is up, everybody? My name is James D. Fiore, and this is Blackballed. One of my favorite things to do when I was a kid was, and I and I don't remember the artist's name at this point in time, but it'll probably come back to me. Donato, maybe? I used to get the Sunday Sun, because my dad used to like the sports section of the Sunday Sun, and I used to flip, as soon as I could, to the page that showed the political cartoon. I didn't even know, probably, the context of it, I just was sort of amazed at this single frame uh, that had such prominence in like the comment section of the Toronto Sun, um, a paper that I never read as an adult. But nonetheless, and I was always sort of wondering what I was looking at. I I couldn't make out the context. I couldn't decipher it because I was a kid. Uh, The only other cartoon that ever came to mind that had single frame cartoons was Ziggy. By the time I got older, I realized I, I shouldn't have been laughing at any of those Ziggies because they weren't that funny. But my guest today, you know him because you know him from his art, from his political cartoons. Uh, he he started off in Halifax. He he moved on to, I think he was doing National Post and McLean's, and now he works for the Washington Post. And his name is Michael Datter. Michael, welcome to the show, buddy. How are you?
1: Hi, good. Thanks for having me.
0: No problem at all. Um, I, how did you get your start? Because I always imagine political cartoonists have like a real political bent, like they're a political junkie or something, because you have to be able to get politics in order to do what you do. Um, but when I started reading, read, I did my Michael Datter deep dive today, and it was, uh, you know, it seemed like you were more of an artist and a political junkie. So maybe you can clarify that for me
1: uh i don't know i i think uh i think i'm both i don't think there's one thing that stands out more i'm 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 both an artist and a political junkie i i i there i you know throughout my career i've met a lot of cartoonists and i've met a lot of cartoonists who went into the the job to they went into paul they got into politics because that's where the job of being a political cartoonist was and i've met other cartoonists who were mostly political junkies who drawing was secondary and um but i think i'm both i, I would probably I, they're exactly equal i think
0: and was it uh, – did you ever, like, read – like, today I read into some of the history of political cartoons. I just was kind of interested. And so the guy that kept on coming up was this gentleman here. Um, and the – what was his name again? I always forget his name. Um, Albert Trent? Was that his name?
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> You're like, I guess so. Um, but the political cartoons back in the day were interesting. Like, I didn't realize that it was a political cartoonist – that came up with the elephant and the donkey for the democratic party and the Republican party.
1: Oh, cartoonists have come up with a lot of things. Uh, here. One of the most famous things cartoonists have come up with was the name McCarthyism. That was, um, that was coined by, um, her block oh, wow. of the, of the Washington post. Um, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of, a lot of words that we know and that are not a huge number uh, have been coined by cartoonists, um, and a lot of things. So I'm not. Yeah, I, I did know that the elephant and the donkey were done by cartoonists. Yeah, cartoonists I, I, are I, the I, ones I, that use it now.
0: Well, that's the funny part of it because I, because you know, when I was younger, I was always like, because I've been a political junkie. This is kind of funny. I was a, I became interested in politics. Um, do you remember the movie, the Spike Lee movie, Do the Right Thing?
1: Yeah, of course. It's one of my, it's, it's one of the most important movies. I totally agree. Of, of, our, of our lifetime.
0: I t- 100% agree. And as a 14-year-old, 13, 14-year-old, I watched that in my living room. And I'm getting goosebumps right now because it's, 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 you're right. It's such a good film. But when Spike Lee's character, Mookie, threw that can through the window... I didn't know how to feel, because I didn't know what I was watching when he did that. I didn't understand the layers of politics behind it because I didn't know what politics was, and so my introduction into politics was racial politics. Uh, and and it I rewound that scene over and over and over again, and um, that is why I started covering politics. That's why ten years later I was a political freelance journalist. It was because of that movie, and so when I and so it's interesting how art can sort of bridge that gap between what you don't know and then what, what you're able to understand after that. And I was just wondering if there was a moment like that for you.
1: Oh, there were several. Um, um, I would say the number one moment for me was, um, not the number one. Uh, my, my introduction to politics through movies was All the President's Men. Uh, you know, I'm I'm 55, so when Watergate happened, I, I barely remember because I'm I wasn't I'm not that old. Uh, but I do remember all the president's men. So that that was my movie that introduced me to politics. Um, I would say the thing that um, that stands out as me wanting to include politics in my art because i didn't always wanted to be a political cartoonist i wanted to be a painter at first
0: mm-hmm.
1: the moment that solidified me want, wanting to add political to my art was u2's war uh, i was a kid i didn't i didn't i didn't really know who u2 was and i was at a party and uh someone played sunday bloody sunday and i i just oh. had to know what this who this band was and uh, did you know was,
0: what the song was about when you were listening to it or did someone have to tell you because it was not obvious that it was about you know the ira stuff that was happening in, in yeah in, in, there was
1: a room. youtube fan in the room that ex that said this was about the troubles and uh, i knew about the troubles i mean uh I'm a dieter which is belgian but my my mom is a joyce from new glasgow and that's okay. very irish uh, i'm more i was i grew up more in an, an irish catholic family than i did in a belgian anything you know like there's yeah. no belgians around me so everything around me was irish so i knew about the troubles and Uh, I knew the song was about the troubles, and it's sort of like for someone to belt out an anthem like that, uh, that appeals to kids, that's uh, about some big political turmoil, it it just blew blew my mind. I'm I'm not as into you two today as I was. I still like you two. I mean, nobody is for every guy. I know nobody is. (laughs) But but with the but the young. But in the eighties, I was, and you know, like when Rattle and Hum came out, I was. Mm -hmm. You know, I've matured since then, and you know, not.
0: The next one was Rage Against the Machine that I can recall. They were when I was in high school. They were the band that taught us uh, about things like. um, you know the the United States war with the Mexicans and things like that with bulls on parade, or just like being against yeah. the establishment with "Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. I just watched actually uh, the documentary on Netflix for Woodstock 99 I watched that a couple of days ago because I was supposed to go to that, and uh, you know, that was another interesting one, like they you know, it became Lord of the Flies. But um, the reason why I asked though, is because the, the the that sort of bridge between art and politics is it's been around forever and in order for you to be good at what you do and you're amazing at what you do you can't really be seen you have to remain objective as a cartoonist do you not no uh you oh. mean you mean no. unbiased or yeah that's what i i mean like you do, you're not waving pom-poms for any politician basically oh no
1: no i'm not partisan mm-hmm. a, a cartoonist is very biased though and very it's i'm expressing my opinions but uh when I say bias, I mean that I'm biased for my views. I'm not. I'm not a Democrat or a liberal or a conservative or a Republican or NDP or anything. Mm-hmm. In fact, I don't like anybody. And people, <laughs> the most annoying thing is to be called a uh, big L liberal, like Liberal Party liberal, because uh, because I criticize the Conservatives a lot. I criticize criticize the Liberals as well. Oh, I know. But the most annoying thing is for them to call me. I'm, I am hardly a liberal, and liberal, and anybody in the liberal party would agree with me. Not the conservatives, not the conservative spin on me being a liberal. No,
0: well, be like if you're good at what you do. I've noticed that, in, especially in the last five years, if you're good at what you do and you do your thing in the public sphere, one week you're going to be called a Nazi. The sec- the next week you're going to be called a commie, and that's just the way it is, right? So. Yeah, well-
1: that's called being a good cartoonist if you have everybody liking you one week and everybody else liking you the next or disliking you,
0: mm-hmm. you know. I'd like to go through a, a bunch of your stuff and I just want to uh, I just want to get your thoughts on it because um, and I'll give you mine as well because first of all this is my favorite one I think that uh, you've done because at the time I wrote a piece that went viral about the sort of hypocrisy about this. And just for those listening, it's uh, the the cartoon is uh, it was right after the Saudi arms deal was finalized by the liberal government. It was initiated by the Harper government. But when Justin Trudeau's government came in, they, I guess, uh, solidified it or finalized it. And it is a picture of uh, Justin Trudeau in like one of these like little mini tanks with the Saudi. And he's running over a Saudi woman that's that was carrying a sign that said women's rights. uh, And the caption is, I'm a feminist. Um, can you talk about this a little bit and tell me what the backlash was like, cause I remember at the time that people were kind of, they went hard on you with this one.
1: Oh, did they? I, you know what, um, if they went hard on me for that one, I don't remember it, but I'm not saying they didn't, they probably mm-hmm. did. I just wasn't paying attention. Uh, what would you like to know about it? It was just one of those days. I mean, the, the Canadian government's been selling those labs to Saudi Arabia uh or other dictatorships really you know for years and different governments have done it um on that day i don't remember what the outside story was but there was a side story about feminism and i just uh added the two together i'm not even sure i added them together all that eloquently but um i i stand by the cartoon it was
0: i think it's like when i read it um it was the inflection that I think people put on Justin Trudeau's voice when they read the sentence, I'm a feminist, in their head. Because, it, because when I read it, it was like, I'm a feminist. Like it, it was like that. And when I talk to people, that's how they read it too. Like it well, wasn't that's how just, I wanted you to read it. I wanted well, To
1: tell you the truth, I, I want people to read everything politicians say with a kind of quacky voice. Yeah, I don't blame you um Let's go through some more because I, I just
0: I I can't get enough of them, and I don't know how you want to do this because I, listen, I I asked a, you a, really well I asked a couple of political cartoonists over the last year or two to to come on the show, and most of them are pretty gun shy to come on the show, and then um you know it, when I would talk to them about their work and stuff to see if I could get them to come on the show, they didn't want to talk about their work. The work speaks for itself, they would say. So I don't know if this is like weird for you or anything, but let's give it. No, a I, I don't
1: mind doing it. I do it all the time you know, I, I, I'm not one to seek out, uh, these interviews, but I, I get enough of them that, um, I, I, you know, I say yes when I can.
0: Yeah. Well, you were gracious yeah. enough. I, I, I didn't bug you too hard. So maybe no, that's, that's no, I
1: just, you were you were fine. But I feel, felt like, um, I couldn't do it the first time, so I felt yep. like I'd make time to do it this time. Well, th-
0: that is more than appreciated. So let's go. Let's let's see if we can go liberal and then conservative, and then a little bit, better, just for fun. But well, this one was hilarious. <laughs>
1: it's oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he's from Newfoundland. I'm from Atlantic Canada. Um... It's so uh, just so for the listeners,
0: because like a bunch of my audience doesn't watch; they listen. So it's a picture of Rex Murphy, and uh, he's looking pretty disheveled and it uh the it's the caption is horton here's an arsehole um with uh with horton the um um why am i forgetting the name of uh tell me the name oh, rex please. murphy rex no murphy. not rex murphy the 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 the, the famous oh uh, yeah oh uh
1: dr seuss
0: yeah it's it's written in that dr seuss kind of font sort of thing with the background green and it says horton here's an arsehole uh, I, I like the Rex Murphy picture because uh, I made a joke on Twitter about, because one of his eyes is so bulgy that I wrote to him and I said, look, you have to um, turn the vacuum off before you check the blockage <laughs> because his <laughs> eye was so far sticking out of his head. Um, how long does
1: it take you to do these? Uh, it takes, uh, sorry, I had to plug my computer and I'm getting, Oh, that's okay. That's okay. Um, I'm just trying to not run out of power. That's all. Okay. Uh, how long does it take me to do them? Anywhere's yeah. from uh, one hour to, you know, seven hours. I mean, but hardly any takes seven hours, but uh, I would say the a- I would say the average amount of time for one cartoon would be three and a half hours. And you do? I uh, think I
0: read like seven to ten a week, or something like that.
1: I used to do seven to ten a week. I do ne- okay. I do six. I do about six now. Okay.
0: And uh, Washington Post, and you're, you, you you were syndicated across the country for a while, were you not?
1: Yeah, I, I was syndicated. Uh, I won't even say who I was syndicated through, just not to give them a plug. But yeah, I was not. I wasn't happy with syndication. I, I'm not happy with giving my cartoons to a newspaper for seven dollars a pop, or sometimes two dollars a pop. So, uh, I gave it all up. I, I um, just one day I just got I just felt like they weren't putting my stuff out prominently enough, and I just said it. I, I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm not going to syndicate now, anymore.
0: And was one of the reasons um, that Trump cartoon?
1: No, that um, I gave no, up syndication. Wouldn't. No, I yeah. simply gave, I gave up syndication partially because. Uh, of my syndicate. I I, uh, and things I found out about it and the other reason was um, I I wanted a job. I didn't want newspapers have the ability to put my cartoon in their newspaper and then I get what two or five dollars for it or you know sometimes you get 20 or 30 dollars but I didn't want I didn't I didn't want newspapers to think that i come cheaply i don't come cheaply so um uh i i was able to ask for more money from other papers because of it so i i don't think there was some controversy
0: there was some controversy last year with this uh this trump cartoon The, the 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 picture is trump um on his golf course and um it was the 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 famous uh I guess photo of, was it a father and his daughter that were part of like the migration convoy that uh, was yeah. found dead. Yeah. Well, it was more and, than a
1: controversy. I got fired. Um, uh, that, that, so I was working for the Irvings in New Brunswick mm-hmm. and, um, I, it was a constant struggle to get cartoons in because they are far right. Uh, publication, like all, all the Irving papers are or were. They since have sold their newspapers to uh, uh Global or whatever. Um, I constantly had little fights with them trying to get cartoons in, and they weren't running Trump cartoons. And uh, little did I know that I was on the chopping block. I didn't know, but I only had one week to go before I was terminated. (laughs) Uh, Behind the scenes, there was talks between my editorial page editor and probably the Irvings, Jamie Irving most likely, and they decided, one of them decided to get rid of me. Uh, Probably Jamie Irving got fed up and wanted to get, I don't know. I don't know what happened. That's behind the scenes. I don't even know why I'm speculating. All I know is that I was, I was, it was a Wednesday and I was supposed to be let go that Friday. I had no idea. No idea. On that Wednesday, I drew that cartoon. I didn't draw it for them. I drew that cartoon. I posted it online and um, an hour after it was posted, and I had all those fights about the. Trump's and Irving's. And I don't know what that was about. I don't know if they were trying to suck up to the to the Trump and the Irving's were trying to suck up to Trump or you know, they didn't want to piss off. I they, they were never clear why they didn't want to run Trump cartoons. Anyways, I posted that cartoon on Twitter. It went viral. I immediately had. I, I mean, I, I don't think I ever saw a cartoon take off like that cartoon. Yeah. And I was like, go an hour later. So I posted, I was let go, and everybody said, everybody thought it was because of the cartoon. I thought it was because of, I thought I was, I thought at first it was because of the cartoon. I didn't know that I was already, uh, I didn't say that online, but I thought I was because of the cartoon. Everybody else thought it was because of the cartoon. And uh, uh, it, you thought the car- cartoon went viral before. Once I said I was fired, it went super viral. Yeah. that was a career ender. I thought my career was over. I thought I was gonna have to pick up another job someplace. Like I, I didn't know how even though they didn't pay that well, I thought I was gonna have to pick up another job. It was like my my career has been up and down. Uh, but anyways, uh, there was a huge backlash at the paper. Yeah. Uh, they I found out later that they had planned to let me go anyways so i don't think the cartoon caused me to get fired i think it quickened my pace out the door i don't know for whatever reason they weren't going to wait till friday anymore i had to be gone i was supposed to be given two weeks notice no two weeks notice i mean the cartoon went crazy viral so i was being attached to the telegraph journal right the cartoon That's the cartoonist for the Telegraph Journal. That's the cartoonist for the Telegraph Journal. That's the... I don't know if they had business deals with Trump or what... Because they were the Irvings, right? I don't know what was going on, but I was... That cartoon sped up my demise. That's all. People thought I was fired for it, but I I think I was... I think it sped up my demise.
0: Well, maybe your demise with their paper, but, I mean, it, it probably gave your... I didn't know your career was up and down. I don't, I don't really know uh, much about uh, the job security of a political cartoonist,
1: right? It's not but very like, good. <laughs> no, well, <laughs> for you're so FYI, you're so
0: good at it, yeah. But you're so good at it. Like I mean,
1: you know, oh, there's it, lots of cartoonists that are good at cartooning that have been let go. I mean, it's not a. Uh, I don't know if if you if you Google fired and cartoonist or laid off and cartoonist, you'll see. How many cartoonists have lost their jobs? And we're well, talking hundreds of, right now. In the I past, know a lot 10 of years. artists. I know a lot of
0: artists, and they get fired a lot because they're lazy, right? But like, but oh. if you're, if, yeah. if, I can tell you're not lazy. But like, if you're in the business of political cartoons, and you're a publisher, um, and 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 you're hiring someone who's in the business of political cartoons, and you're a publisher, like you know what you're getting involved with, unless you're asking them to be partisan, right? Like, like this is what they do. They kick the piss out of politicians so it's it's amazing to me that someone would ever hire someone that does your job and then get mad at you for doing something really good really biting on one side or the other unless they're just exposing themselves as some sort of
1: ideologue they are an ideologue they're 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 ideological i mean they were they're they're a far-right conservative newspaper or, or newspaper conglomerate or they were Mm-hmm. um I mean th- they just wanted oil and gas cartoons I was working for I, I as I said I was just working for an oil and gas company I wasn't working for a newspaper I was y- you could argue that I wasn't even you know, you know okay so every day I'd try to do something that I agreed with, that I could sign my name to, and they were looking for something else. You know what I mean? So it was every day it was a struggle to get something past the goalie. And the goalie was Jamie Irving. And sometimes he would axe a cartoon at 4.30 in the afternoon and then still expect me to fill in. Um, still finish a cartoon, and I'd be on another deadline working on it, and I'd get a call from the Irvings looking for something that I didn't have. So <laughs> if you look if you look at some of my cartoons i drew back in those days there was just, it was forget the cross hatching it was just trying to get it done
0: did you ever was- have did you ever have the thought you don't have to tell me the answer to this because I, I don't want to make it seem like i'm diminishing your integrity because i am totally not doing that but i know what it's like i know i know very well what it's like to have a job where before you fit before i finish the piece that i'm writing i filter it through my editor brain because i know the editor Likes or dislikes this, and it, and and I know I shouldn't do that,
1: but sometimes for job security, I would have to. Did you ever have to? Play oh, that you mean self censor? Yeah. Oh, you know what? Any any cartoonist who says they never self censor are liars because because you always have those ideas. You always get every so often you get one of those ideas that you know yeah. that'll that you like, but that the newspaper will hate and yeah. rather than have the fight over it you just do something else you, like you might you be save able to- it and post it online you might save the idea and post it online but every every any cartoonist who says they don't at least change their mind on an idea because they know the paper won't run it they're, they're, like, it's not really self cens it's doing your job it's not self-censorship it's doing your job you got something that you can publish, and then now I like going past the line, but I like going past the line just far enough that it gets published. I find a right. day where a cartoon doesn't get published is a fa- a fail. It would be amazing to see like my <laughs> Dader
0: uncensored, where it's like you just do whatever the hell you want as a political cartoonist, just because well, okay. I mean I picture things like Matt Gates holding a Toys R Us shopping bag
1: you know well okay you are getting unfiltered theater you are getting yeah you aren't getting censored theater but you are getting mainstream theater i mean you know you know i don't work for penthouse you know i can't just do dirty joke after dirty joke after dirty Mm -hmm. joke i can do dirty jokes sometimes you know Mm -hmm. as long as it's not misogynistic or or you know if it's just a you know, a slight jab that is slightly... But we like
0: we like smart theater uh, anyway. You know, smart l- theater is dope. Like this one. I enjoy this one. And this is another one of those um, cartoons. This one is, uh, just, it, for those that are listening, this is Justin Trudeau stepping on a rake that's whapping him in the face. But sur- he's surrounded by other rakes, and the idea is that he's going to sideshow Bob himself to many... Yeah, it's a sideshow right?
1: Bob cartoon for sure. Oh, is it really? Yeah, it's totally... Yeah. You know what? I'm not the only one. To, I remember that side. So Bob episode and I did a cartoon on it soon after. <laughs> nobody got it. <laughs> no, <really>? nobody <laughs> got it. You had to have the side, but, but the but after years of repeats and people seeing that they got it finally. Well, we're both probably Simpsons people, right? Like the, in, in I'm the- not a Simpsons person. I'm a Simpsons the first seven years person that's what we all are but they, yeah they i know you kids. are i can I'll take, I'll take i'll take i'll even stretch it till 10 10 it I wasn't was the, so bad but after that same. it's unwatchable no it's
0: not you think it is and i'll tell you why oh, no I, it's I, no but listen I, i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna blow your mind here. think for a second because i was exactly like you i watched the first eight to ten seasons and then it started to lose me right and i was just like i don't know i can't i can't watch the simpsons anymore and so i missed 20 seasons of the simpsons because of that and then i got 20 years older and i had kids and so my son and i started watching the simpsons when he was like five i don't know if that was the right call or not because he's very yeah. sarcastic now but that's what we did that's okay
1: i did f- I, my kids were five when they watched the simpsons not family guy but simpsons like, no not family jesus christ family jesus christ. i don't really, know if yeah. family guy is good for them now and they're 20 but
0: I don't know if I'm good for,
1: I don't know. I don't know if people. anybody's good for the family guy. I don't quite <laughs> I understand. I don't quite understand how they get away with what they get away with sometimes, but I, I'm
0: kind of glad they do though. But well,
1: I, Hey, listen, I'm a cartoonist. <laughs> I'm full support, but um, I'm not. There'd be necess- no fam-
0: people always somewhere. credit the Simpsons for the family guy, but really there'd be no family guy without South Park. I think South Park is more of a road paper for family guy. Yeah. In I the, didn't in watch. the envelope pushing department.
1: I love South Park. I didn't watch a lot of South Park. It just wasn't, uh, I don't think I was available for me. But I have seen a lot of South Park. I mean, I know that. Hi, I'm Steve Yerko, And I'm Tara Sands.
0: Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, 4Kids Flashback. But what I was going to say about The Simpsons is that so I took my 20 year hiatus from The Simpsons because I thought that it lost me like and I was like, there's no point in watching this. I think that the writers um, started writing for themselves rather for the audience at like season 10 or 11 and their age, because I was then I found myself at 40 years old watching the show that I abandoned when I was like 20 and I loved it. And I was like, how did I find this unwatchable? This is great. Well,
1: you know? if you watch the first seven seasons, you'll see th- they're structured in a story setting. So uh, Lisa becoming a vegetarian, which is classic, uh, uh, or Malibu Stacy, that was another classic. Yeah. They have a start, a middle, and an end. Start, middle, and end. You know what I mean? And they, yep. and it was great political satire um i find it unwatchable now because it's just a it's it starts off it's for adhd at something people now. yeah it just follows stream of thought it's a stream of thought show it just follows the jokes it it doesn't it doesn't have a clever narrative it's it's just joke it's just setting up jokes until and then the show ends <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not, true you know. it's true there's no there's I'm no
0: say, i'm gonna send you a no couple of like before. a couple of good episodes in like season 24 that i'm sure you've you never send seen me
1: before. your favorite you send me your favorite three episodes of the past 10 years and i'll watch them and i okay. will tell you the truth i will uh, but nothing can hold up to malibu stacy or lisa turns into a vegetarian yeah, or the, home for- church i mean yeah. come on He's those in cfl those, football like, all i have to do is tell you i can't even i can't even tell you i don't think people can tell you what the series was about unless they went to australia and it was a series of jokes you know what i mean i i, I don't know anyways you yeah. send me three of your favorite episodes from the past 10 years i'll watch them and i'll tell you what i think
0: but I know what you mean, though. The first like seven, eight seasons, I, um, they even had that almost like a full house-ish kind of way of wrapping up the show with something good, you know, like a family moment. And then Matt Groening's name would appear. And you're just like, oh, you know, like it never ended on like a sarcastic tone. It always seemed to end on a nice, you know, they even had... You the mean music. the early ones or the, the early ones? ones?
1: The early yeah. ones. Well... The other complaint I have about the Simpsons is Homer's too stupid now. He 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 yeah. he, 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 he can't even put on his pants. You know, <laughs> I, when, he used to be. Now now he was never smart, but he used to. I don't know. I can't explain it. He's just too dumb. They no, they they make they make like the. Well, you may have missed it that they, we found out in like season
0: twenty-two or something that um, when he was a little boy, he stuffed a crayon all the way up his
1: nose until it touched. His I brain. did see that. My kid, yeah. like and, I said, yeah, I have kids too, and I have watched some episodes of The Simpsons. My kids, and, and, uh, both and he went took through it out, and Simpsons he's like a
0: genius, period. and then he put it back in so he could be dumb again. It was this? Just...
1: Yeah, I, I saw that episode. <laughs> I don't. I, I I saw that one. I might I might have. I, I might have through osmosis have seen a lot of these episodes that were that you. Yeah, that maybe. You, that um you, okay, like, sorry about
0: that. That was a weird Simpsons uh pivot. I don't and, care. Um, let's go back to your yeah, no, podcast. I love it. Whatever I, you want
1: to talk to, Whatever you want to talk about. Uh,
0: well, I want to go back to your cartoons for a second because I want to go back to I want to go to this one. Um,
1: the oh, I've why gotten I want trouble to, for that.
0: Well, this is the Pope um everyone that watch it my viewers understand what my position is on 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 this shit i think we should invade the vatican i think that we should take all their riches and disperse it amongst the families of the children that they've raped and killed over the last hundred years that's my honest opinion on the catholic church so i'm probably going to be a little bit more controversial than you in that regard the images of the pope he's praying he's sitting in his wheelchair and he's the thought bubble says or the the dialogue bubble whatever you call that says sorry i i have a confession." I didn't really understand this one because it says talk and then it says action and I don't know what it's pointing to and it's probably me being stupid. And I'm not blaming you at all for this because I know that you're the professional here. And, and well, I, don't I, know. I don't know. If
1: it's you being stu- I don't know if it's you being stupid. I don't know if it's uh, one of my g- best cartoons. Um, the talk is sorry and the action is he's not going anywhere because his hair is up on blocks like a car uh, be up on block that's so that okay. cinder block is like a, um you know when you close up on blocks you know I, it might mm. be something dated you don't see too many cars on blocks these days like yeah. like you did when i was 10 or 15. so anyways that's Maybe where when... it's from it's a wheelchair but it's on cinder block so it's not it's not going anywhere
0: so, so let me, let me like,
1: to action in the well. I
0: don't know. Well, let me do it like this. What is your thoughts on that issue? On, on the issue of the, the the Pope coming here to give to say sorry for a century of pedophilia and murder. <laughs> sorry, that's the way I look at it. Surrealism, you know.
1: Well, you just say you asked the question, answered the question for me. Okay,
0: good. I yeah. mean,
1: I like how people many people want to talk how about how many this? apologies they have to give give us give people back give money you know everybody thinks that this is this the this issue is an old issue from a hundred years ago when uh uh, what you call it? Uh,
0: residential school to be closed was in like the eighties. I
1: I mean, just just thinking, it closed in yeah. the eighties. It's not that old. Yeah. There's people. There's I've talked to people about it. First Nations people, and start, they started up. It's right on the surface. Yeah. Like there are people directly. There are thousands of people still affected, me. and. Yeah. We're not talking kid people. We're talking the people, people that were hurt by it. And I don't know. For the Catholic Church to just say sorry, it's condescending. Any, I, I don't know what it is. I, I agree I, with Catholic. I, I find uh, it condescending. Catholics I, I, are some of the most. Anyway, it's going to get in trouble with it, by saying something. So you stop oh. me just in time. No, no, I'm, I'm not going to stop you, Especially if <laughs> you're going to hear something me, <laughs> probably want me <laughs> Okay. Um, but we could, I, I mean, like, thought this- about it. I was going to say something about Catholic. I'm a Catholic, so I'm allowed. I'm allowed. I'm allowed Eight, 18 years of catechism, 18 years of church. Uh, I did all my sacraments, except I even did the marriage sacrament. The only one I have left is, you know... Uh-huh. And priesthood. Uh, pretty much. I don't go to the church. <laughs> but, yeah. And most Catholics would say, well, well most of the uh, front row Catholics, as I call them, the religious ones, would say mm-hmm. I'm no longer a Catholic. But I put you know, in 18 years of, uh, of Catholicism. I'm allowed... To say whatever I want about the Catholic Church. And I would, I would dare someone to say I I dare a Catholic to say I can't I didn't put in my penance.
0: Yeah, we, we have the same bio. That's um, all I'm say about I was the raised Church. in. A, yeah. <laughs> Tell us what you really mean. No, but we 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 have the same bio. I had a uh, you know, I was I, I did all those things too: first communion, confession, confirmation. Uh, I never got actually married, which was, uh, I dodged a bullet there. Um, but the the idea that, oh, and by the way, you are still part of the Catholic Church because have you ever explored the process that you have to go through to get yourself removed from the registration at the diocese that you got your first communion in? It's insane. So right now, wherever, wherever you yeah, grew but, up, uh,
1: the,
0: but you're still counted among the flock is what I'm saying.
1: Well, that's to get my money. That it's it's if you don't don't go to church every week, you're just Catholic. But uh, with that said, the only reason why I'm on any diocese list would be because I, you know, money. You know, well, you're on the diocese list. They it's, want me to pay my.
0: But they want they want to make it seem like active pool of Catholics is larger than what it really is because all of these lapsed Catholics like you and I are still counted. If you look at the demographics of, cause they just add up all of the names in their diocese and they pull it all together and they say, this is how many Catholics are in Canada. But like half of those Catholics haven't been into a church since the last funeral or wedding they went to. That's the only time they go. Yeah. I was going to start this whole thing about um, removing ourselves from the, I I was going to start a whole, I wanted to like energize a whole movement of lapsed Catholics to actually go through the process and remove themselves from the count so that the numbers of Catholics would plummet. (laughs) But I don't think I have enough reach. So I didn't do that. (laughs) Let's yeah, I know let's move on to this one's great. This is Joe Biden and his wife. Um, he said in bed he says I didn't want to lose political capital fighting guns like Obama did and his wife says you needn't worry you don't have any political capital <laughs> What what are your thoughts on Joe Biden Uh
1: well we are following Donald Trump so be better than donald trump um and that's yeah joe biden's me on a week where joe biden's had a lot of success um so i'm thinking very positively of biden i'm thinking you know it does it, it takes it, it takes some skill to do the things that he got accomplished in the last little while but then you see him talk and you realize that he's such an old I mean, he's yeah. old. With, with that said, he's just a lot, a lot lately, and I think he's uh, a better president than a lot of people give him. That's all I'm going to say, really. Whether I want him do to run again, or I don't know. I think oh, I, no. I, 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 it depends on what on what the Republicans do. Is Trump out or is he in? If he's in, I think Biden can beat him. But I, I don't know if anybody can yeah. touch DeSantis, if this is the candidate. At least you, did, but you never know. Politics, politics can change on a dime. I, I mean, it, to me, this week, Biden changed on a dime. I mean, all the successes. I'm, I'm less. I, I feel more about his administration today than I did five days ago. So, you know
0: yeah no i can see that i i look i'm one of those guys that's like you know i feel like the democrats always put up the wrong candidate um because they have this weird loyalty to seniority and the republicans do too um you know the trump's kind of the the asterisk in that but like you know the bob you know bob dole was like the senior statesman that was that got to run um, and then it became a little weird with George Bush and stuff. But th- but both parties seem to do that a lot, where they just they put the nomination up, and it's like the guy who's been with the party for the longest, but not necessarily the most popular. Like I think that the reason why Trump won is less about Trump and more about Hillary Clinton. You know, like like whether you like her or not, the fact remains but you're right that, about that. She, she was
1: reviled. You know, you're right about that. Trump Trump when he ran was not the Donald Trump, but today he was a different creature, and yeah. that. That man, that man, uh, shouldn't have been able to win. It it was the Democrats, Hillary Clinton, that lost. Um, mm-hmm. With that said, and now here's where here's agree with what you were saying. How they give everybody a turn and it has to go in order. I think Hillary's turn was in 2008 when Obama came along uh obama was uh i'm not saying that i wasn't uh happy about obama i was ecstatic about it it was great but i always felt it was hillary's clinton's turn then obama's because if you were hillary could beat win in that 2008 2008 election and i think she possibly could have won 2012. And then it was a bomb. And if they done it that way, there would have been no Trump because Obama would have cleaned Trump's ass. But with that said, it's parties don't pick. I'm just giving. I'm only saying this because you said that they depict them in order. I think in that case they did not. And also, if they were going to president in order, it might have been instead of Trump. Like Trump came in and kind of stole the party from the establishment. The establishment. Well, he did what Obama did I, too, though. Obama did something similar. Well, Obama similar came to Trump. in and the establishment, yeah, st- yeah, came in, but with Obama, Obama didn't steal the, the thunder from the establishment. The establishment went, oh, Obama's really good with Obama instead of Hillary. You know, it wasn't the last really.
0: primary that wasn't fixed. Like, if because it did feel like the fix was in against Bernie Sanders the first time, especially. You know, like the 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 way that um, the way that the well, Clinton I don't believe campaign it was
1: fixed. It... Go ahead. I, th- but I th- I I don't th- I think th- I don't know. I don't think even the.
0: The fix, not not meaning like they, 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 they cheated with ballot counting, not like that, but the DNC re, uh, was supposed to remain impartial and it really tilted its power towards Hillary Clinton against Bernie Sanders. That, well, that's it did, sort of what but it, it
1: didn't do it. It didn't. It felt like Bernie Sanders was too far left and their candidate of choice was, you know, more of a centrist, which is, you know, party establishments. Uh, mm-hmm. want electability, and so they tilted the race towards who they felt would win. Whether that's right or not, and and it's possible they were dead wrong. You know, yeah. I, I, actually, it, it's most likely they were dead wrong because, well, Hillary Lott. Uh Not only that,
0: but like if, if you look at the exit, the exit polling the exit polling in 2016 showed that trump supporters their second choice was bernie sanders it's a weird country
1: well some of those bernie sanders supporters went to trump which is like yeah,
0: like three million
1: of them like go do your exact opposite it's, it shows how much they pay attention to politics that someone could uh go well bernie's not running so i'll just throw my to trump that's like you know saying i don't know (laughs) that's that's like saying um let's like throwing you at the devil if the if you know i don't know what what yeah
0: but if it went if it went the other way if it it was like if trump was defeated in the primary and those three million voters went to sanders we would all be calling it like oh, look, like, like there's a bunch of people that are not ideological where they don't just have to vote red or blue. They can vote for the other side if they like the candidate. So it just depends on, I guess, where you're coming from. Um, I want to go over this one, though, this one is great. Um, This is Joe Biden after he had pulled out of Afghanistan, and uh, a carpet says hope, and he's pulling the carpet out of a young schoolgirl uh, with the word, she's now obviously an Afghani schoolgirl. That was uh I thought this was really powerful. I thought this was an understated story uh at the time, because everyone was sort of happy that that you know that war was coming to an end. And then what was it like a week later the Taliban had regained control of Afghanistan? I think about that a lot actually, about about what was that 20 years for.
1: Well, I I I felt like um that's biden's big blender getting out of afghanistan now many americans would be screaming at me saying america can't police every place it it can't be everywhere but there were that many troops in afghanistan and keeping the lid on that pot there were just many and it wasn't costing America that much to keep that lid on. It was actually close to effortless. I mean, uh, they're, they're probably a vet from Afghanistan now screaming at me for saying that because nothing's easy. But it America not America was to the point where it was it had you know a small what it had historically there, holding yeah, down it was the like eight to ten thousand, and mm-hmm. allowing women, allowing little girls to go to school, which is of, of at least most of Kabul, yeah, you know, with uh, girls, uh, and the Taliban were scared of upsetting the Americans. They didn't so out in the the countryside, it was a different matter. There was probably all kinds of happening. A lot of the country yeah. was stable on, in quotes, for Afghanistan. And what they were achieving there uh, was important. And it wasn't costing a lot. Or at least, you know, in it wasn't costing... Like, what it costs to keep a rack? It, yeah. it was it was, was minuscule compared to yeah. what it costs to keep, you know, bag secure. You Obama know? made a similar so, error. I don't know. I he left. Iraq. I thought it was a mistake. Uh, I see Biden's point. He probably. Probably, his bone of contention was probably putting troops in harm's way for. Oh, uh, not as big as Bush's. There going into Iraq, but yeah, no, um, I know that must have been yeah, a fun time uh, for you. Just did uh, the va- when you leave a country where you're the biggest to uh, powerful military presence, you leave a pretty big room. And in that vacuum, uh, lots of bad things can happen. It did in Iraq and in Afghanistan. But yeah. the difference was in Afghanistan, a few troops. Uh, very, It was, uh, it, as I was concerned, was cost effective. Uh, Iraq was not.
0: We have a little delay here, so I can see your face is a little bit confused. But yeah, so yeah, we we just have a tiny bit of delay here. It's like four seconds or something. So we'll we'll we're gonna wrap up in a couple okay. minutes, anyways. <clears throat> but I just wanted you to take a look at four more seconds right is old. Uh, yeah, no, it is a big delay. It's 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 just started happening in the last couple minutes. <clears throat> This is um, another Pope one. Um, this is he's in his Pope mobile and he's wearing a paper bag over his head, and that is self-explanatory. We've already done, gone over the Catholic thing, and I think that's hilarious. Um, clinging to power, Justin Trudeau reading a bedtime book, and then in the garbage beside him, there's a book that says "Knowing When to Leave." Are you like me? Do you think that um, Trudeau? And if if he if he wants his party to remain in power, that a resignation and enough time for a new leader to
1: emerge is probably the better idea because he's so polarizing now. Well, I drew that cartoon because uh, the liberals are thinking of uh, a fall election, and to be mm-hmm. honest, the last thing I didn't think we needed the last election. So. Um, uh, and for it didn't do anything, except for uh, take out Aaron O'Toole, and now he wants to do it again and take Pierre Paulia. Uh, uh, Aaron O'Toole is looking mighty I mean, good I'm right now, of, by the way. I'm sick of divisive politics, and oh. um, I mean liberals are argue it doesn't matter who's the prime minister. That person will end up being divisive, but this minister is particularly divisive. You know, he's dragging his feet on some things just to keep. And I'm not going to go into it because I don't. Want, I don't want. No, that's right. It's just this time is up. It's time to move. Yeah. If if, if he had garnered, if he had, if, he, if the Canadians. Gave him a minority. He could do whatever he wants. Canadian gave him a minority. Yeah. He's. It's 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 time for him to move on. It's time for, for someone else. Whether it's Christopher Freeland. Or Mark Carney. It's time for a new leader. To take over. He. He won him. He didn't win a majority or anything you want a minority can Canadians are getting sick of him I mean I I would yeah. argue that most Canadians probably want him gone uh, I would too I would too um and, we're gonna
0: we're gonna wrap and up and in he's about, oh go ahead okay yeah yeah, yeah.
1: anyways no so, no not yeah no we're I gonna wrap up to in a couple minutes I, is
0: what I was gonna say but please go ahead I
1: just want to say that Pierre Polyev can beat Trudeau and yeah. that's the
0: last, oh, yeah, he can. last thing we need. Um, he's, before we go, he's, I just he, uh, the last turn. Yeah, no. You know what? Finish your thought on Polyev. Sorry, this delay is like killing this conversation a little bit and it's not your fault. But say what you're going to say about Polyev because it's probably important to say because I don't think enough well, people Polyab understand needs to be, that, that he could win.
1: Polyev needs to, to lose the next election. He's mm. not good for the country. He's not... He's... He's a a danger to the country. He's worse than Harper. And I don't I I I think if another election then I don't think Trudeau can beat him. I think people will hold their nose and vote for up And that's I, the real I agree reason with you. I, I agree with you one hundred
0: percent. And I think that if um if you if you look at a guy like Trump, imagine you could give Trump like forty more IQ points. And that was that's Pierre Polyev because they're they attract the same amount of people,
1: but Pierre is smarter. Pierre and, Polyev is a lot smarter than Trump, and he's a political animal. Yeah. And uh people people are I, I i think the strategy for Pierre Polyev is more of these wood videos. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but he does <laughs> yeah, these, <I> do. <laughs> yeah he does these uh videos that sort of talks about some of them are stupid and there's one he did in the car just this week is just, oh that was beyond but some yeah. of them are very effective and you he comes across as quite a pleasant guy i mean i you know i'm saying he could Affable. laughable yeah. <sighs> yeah but he's He's actually just uh, mapping who he really is, which is you know, he's a bit of a right wing kook, and he, yeah. yeah, I mean, he would he talked about tying the Canadian currency to Bitcoin, and he talks about getting rid of the Bank of Canada. I don't know. I mean not- his his
0: dog his dog whistles are foghorns. Like the like uh, a month ago or so, he's like. Uh, I'm speaking Anglo Saxon, (laughs) you know. It's like,
1: why would you? Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, it reminds you, it reminds you of Harper, which, if you if you remember the Uh, old stock, old stock Canadians, and I don't know, it's uh, Pierre Polyev is, uh.
0: He'll just you know given uh, you're you're a cartoonist um we'll end it on this because <clears throat> i think that um i mean he's the gift that keeps on giving i i have a file photo of uh pierre Polyev looking tough and i just wanted your thoughts on that
1: <laughs> well that's definitely tougher yeah <laughs> that's, that's, tougher <laughs> that's tougher than I Paul well really i i don't know there's a story of him crying in the office over a girlfriend breaking up with him and Nobody being able. You know to who that might have been?
0: Himself. Did you know this that he was once romantically involved with Jenny Byrne when they were in college? No. Yeah. Now she manages his campaign, so that's interesting. What are you going to Well, do? It, it, he was it could also, be. Yeah. Yeah. He I was also know. the youngest. I, I,
1: he's. On. I look at him and I. I just don't see. Someone that I would look up to as a prime minister. Not that I look up to too many prime ministers, but you know, have been as a leader, I just don't. I just don't see it. No, you're. you're He's right. very um, effective. Like I'll give him a credit. He's a very effective position. Uh, I mean, but in opposition, your job is to, to annoy.
0: Yeah, he was the as prime minister. He,
1: he, the last thing you want want is someone annoying you all the
0: time. I know. Um, he was the pit bull. Um, listen, wh- where can we find your work now, and where can people find you online? And 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 give us a couple of things, and then uh, we'll, well just about. my
1: name and Twitter and Facebook. Let me Michael so I've got to fix that. Well, you can't. It's. it's it, I have to update my theadder.net. I guess I lost it two weeks ago. Yeah, so I normally theadder.net, oh. and maybe by next week theadder.net and, and Twitter and Facebook, and of course the Washington Washington Post. Yes, so you know.
0: you'll find Michael's work in the Washington Post. You can find him on Twitter at at deader. That's D E A D D. And I'll plug the
1: Canadian newspapers too: the Halifax Chronicle Herald, the Toronto Star, and the Ottawa Hill Times. Perfect. Um,
0: I'm sorry about the connection issues at the end there, but dude, it was a pleasure having you. I, I thank you so much for coming. I know that you don't do this too, too often. And uh, you know, I appreciate the time. So thank you very much. I
1: don't think anybody really noticed the, the lapse in time. Sometimes is, it's so only on my good. end
0: and the audience is like sitting there looking at me, wondering why I paused for so long <laughs> when I'm really just well, waiting you, for you to stop. Talking. <laughs> yeah.
1: There was no lapse in time on my end. So
0: okay, maybe so that was the confusing, after confusing after. part. I was talking
1: like there was no problem oh maybe, maybe. yeah <laughs> maybe if there All was these dramatic
0: pauses were just me trying to figure out the tech issues i guess but um you can maybe draw a cartoon making fun of me that'll be good yeah <laughs> thanks michael you're very welcome thanks for having me okay we'll talk soon thank you very much michael Dadder. that happens a lot doesn't it guys where i'm just like sitting here complaining about tech issues that you guys don't even notice um so but a big thanks to michael dadder he is Again, one of the most prolific and talented political cartoonists, I think, on the planet. There was a couple of cartoons that I wanted to get to that I didn't, such as this one. This one is about Hockey Canada. It's depicting a goaltender. Uh, it says this, and his jersey says, sexual assault fund. And there's not one puck in the net. And the pucks represent sexual assault claims. So, listen, like he has a dream job, as far as I, I'm concerned. He's able to speak his mind politically Uh, And he's able to do it in a way that's both fun and kind of snarky, satirical. So uh, hats off to Michael Datter. Thank you everybody for joining us again. And at 1030 tonight, don't forget we have as part of our second half of the double header, John Spencer, who's one of the world's foremost experts on urban warfare. So that should be fun. And then tomorrow I'm looking forward to this. We have Spenny at seven o'clock and Spenny and I are going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff. And we've just added LSD to that list. So, I hope you guys can make it for that. Um, yeah, it's gonna be a great show. Don't forget again, tonight at 1030, we're gonna have John Spencer, and we will see you at that time on Black Ball. Blackball. Black black black, black, black 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 ball black 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 black, 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 black